Hello there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a Thing Park Podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me, as ever, is Josh. Hello there. Hello there, Josh. How's it going? Very good, thank you. Yourself? I'm very good. I'm very good. As of recording, I'm still in increasingly cold, increasingly miserable, blighty. But as the listeners hear this, I should be in hopefully sunny and not too rainy Florida, which is... Oh, baby. Oh, a lovely thing to think about. This is our trip report from our recent visit to Chessington. Most of most of the people listening to this probably know that we were at Chessington recently. We've touched on it a few times on the podcast. There's loads of stuff up on the socials from our time there at links.parkrush.com. And most importantly of all, there's a vlog on the YouTube channel, which is well worth a watch. But this is the full-on trip report. So whilst we won't cover everything in the park because we didn't do everything in the park we will cover everything that we did in the park i think that makes sense josh yeah you have done we all yeah you have done a a chessington trip report on the podcast before yeah with your family uh do you want to just quickly remind us like what that day out was like what you guys got done was it during covid you know just uh okay so that was that was probably about a year ago now it was super busy is uh during the summer holidays i think it was or during a school holiday um so yeah absolutely rammed and not a great experience overall um the park was a bit dirty the toilets weren't being cleaned properly um and the queues were quite long so we didn't get to go on everything as much as we wanted yeah we had a very different experience when we or it should also be noted that that was before the opening of world of jumanji so yes that's uh, the big new land at chessington for 2023 that was kind of the main driving force behind certainly you wanting to go back i personally hadn't been to chessington since i was a kid so i had almost no recollection of what it was like jumanji or otherwise but yes we went outside the school holidays which was a great time to go i would say i mean it did mean that parts of the park felt like a ghost town because they didn't feel justified in opening a lot of the food trucks and the food stands and some of the shops and things like that some of the rides were, were down as well which was a shame especially in the case of tiger rock the log flume but on the flip side basically didn't have to queue for anything whatsoever it was quite a relaxed pleasant day overall and i think on balance you would rather that than go in peak times would you oh absolutely yeah uh, this is yeah. a far the headline here is this was a far better experience than the one i had a year ago um and one of the best experiences i would say i've had in Chesterton for a while Oh, well, excellent. Well, without further ado, then, let's let's get into it. So we rocked up at the lodge entrance, I believe, so not the main yes. entrance to the park, another sign that we were no longer in high season. It's interesting because the main entrance, if you were to go in that way, you would be right up on World of Jumanji, basically straight away. Uh, coming in from the lodge entrance, I guess yeah, there's slightly more zoo-ish over there so Chessington is kind of billed as a theme park and a zoo and a lot of the kind of uh, I guess the more exciting animal exhibit uh, there's a good lion walkthrough and there's some other animals in there as well um, the sort of safari section is is not far from the, the lodge entrance too and there's a safari hotel as, as well 
so it was a bit of a trek from there to get to World of Jumanji, but that is where we went first. Three attractions in the world of Jumanji, Ostrich Stampede, Mamba Strike and Mandrill Mayhem. That is the signature winged coaster. But I think without even going on any of the rides, it was very obvious from the start that in terms of kind of theming, this was on another level to, I would say, basically any other land I'd been in in a UK theme park. It was the same for you? Uh, yeah, I would say so. You know, this area, and actually the whole park in general is probably one of the better themed parks uh, in the country and, and this land. Mm. They've really uh, really put a lot of effort into it, I would say. Yeah, I think it's really, really well done. The centrepiece of the land is Mandrill Mayhem, which kind of wraps round this pretty impressive and imposing sort of jaguar head statue uh, which you can see straight away really in front of you as you go into the land Uh, off to the right is where ostrich stampede is off to the left if you hook a left and you'll get to mamba strike and straight ahead is mandrill mayhem so that's what we started with as i say this is a a winged coaster and Again, in terms of theming, I would say on another level to any coaster I've done in the UK. But then also as a coaster in its own right, I thought was really good fun. Some great launches, a good extended backward sequence. And when it wraps around the Jaguar statue, um, it does that. It has that fantastic manoeuvre that you've seen on many roller coasters before. US listeners will know Hagrid does this, uh, Expedition Everest does this, it's where you get to the end of a, of a quote-unquote broken bit of track and then start to roll backwards. Um, I thought that was really well done on this yeah. ride. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was excellent, I thought. Yeah, um, I've only been on one other wind coaster, that's the one at Thorpe Park, um, the, the, the Swarm, um, and that's more conventional in its um, loop uh, track style. Um, but yeah, I thought this was really good fun. Uh, the drop, the launch backwards and drop down backwards uh, was good fun. And then the launch back through the station um, into the Heartline roll and then up around the Jaguar was good fun as well. I think it's uh, they've done a really good job here, actually. Yeah, it's a, it's a B&M coaster. Uh, max height is 66 feet. So, you know, nothing crazy on that front. But 45 miles per hour. And I, and I always just think the nature of a winged coaster means that the sense of speed is is enhanced so i think it feels quicker than other coasters would at 45 miles per hour yeah and yeah there's, there's only really inverted coasters probably the only one coming close to this yeah and and i just really like the way it's set in the land so not just in terms of how it spirals up around the jaguar head but also how it kind of barrels basically around the entire perimeter of the land including yeah. right by the entrance archway uh, Over I think the entrance it's as you come into the land, yeah. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. It basically means that the entire land, which like isn't massive at all, but it, it means the whole the whole place has this great sort of kinetic energy about it, even on a day where there's not that many people around. Like it felt like quite a lively, energetic part of the park. The only thing I didn't like was the the looped music. I, I was kind of sick of that after about a minute, <laughs> and it just kept going. Yeah, I think one of the other one of the other I guess negatives of this that we didn't really experience, but you'd experience on a busy day, is that there is only one train, so right uh, the queues would get could get quite long for this. And in fact, because of that, they have a virtual queue system, 
mm. where you uh, can you book it through the uh, app on your phone, and then you you get a call back when it's your time to get on the ride. Yeah, yeah, but the ride itself is is really really good. I, I think it is a good point though that on a busy day it could probably end up being quite a frustrating queuing experience. Uh, as for Mamba Strike, that's not a ride we can really speak to. We didn't do it. Ostrich Stampede was basically a Dumbo-like, but it also bounced up and down. You didn't have any control over that, but uh, so I guess it not a Dumbo-like, Josh. If it bounces up and down, I guess that makes it a one-fish, two-fish-like. Oh, wow. Yeah, maybe. But it was quicker than that. It bounced up and down a lot quicker than one fish two fish does even if you yeah, go crazy like, on kind of like on, an ostrich stampede well yes 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 uh, but you know that was decent fun that was decent fun and you know there's Jumanji merch you can get your plush Dwayne Johnsons and your plush Jack Blacks and your plush Karen Gillans and some nice caps and t-shirts and things like that you weren't quite so impressed though Josh with the cuisine so there was oh, a food yeah. truck in there one of the few food trucks that was open on the day and also one Quite of the few theme, yeah it's like a tipped over truck right uh, yeah so you kind of you got the food from the roof of the truck because it was on its side mm, yeah and one of the few th- i mean one of the few themed food items there was this cupcake that you had there was also a hot dog which i actually thought looked pretty good but the cupcake whilst you know relatively photogenic i would say you know fluorescent yeah. green icing a decapitated gummy snake on top <laughs> you you thought the cake was pretty lacking yeah it was a bit underwhelming i say a bit very underwhelming it was, it clearly came out of cold storage so it had gone <sighs> stale i would say mm. um the icing didn't really have any flavor to it uh the cake didn't have a lot of flavor to it either uh, the best part was the decapitated gummy snake really right fair enough fair enough after the world of jumanji we head over to what i think you described as generic land i think it's a, <laughs> official name is land of the dragons yes yeah but it's because the entrance to this ride isn't really in the land as such you have to kind of go further into the land to experience the land of the dragon proper whereas the entrance to the to the next ride is kind of on the outskirts yeah most of the land of the dragons seems to constitute like kids play areas and things like that so yeah nothing that was going to appeal to us alas but the uh the ride in here dragon's fury a spinning coaster and one that kind of took me back a little bit or took me aback I should say it's 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 a bit larry josh it's oh yeah it's quick and it really does spin uh, i i was i was as i say kind of taken aback and even you as an experienced rider still kind of got you in a bit of a tizzy yeah i think the best part about this and it's kind of a perk of going on a quiet day is that if you get you, you sit two and two uh, back to back um, and, and it spins. Um, and if you get that balance, uh, if it's not balanced, then it makes the spinning better. Right. So you get more aggressive spinning because there was two of us on one side and only one uh, lady on the other side. And that made it, uh, yeah, more aggressive spinning, which is for the better, I would say. Mm. And the track layout was designed with some assistance, at least, from from your hero, John Wardley, Josh. 
Yes, yeah. A lot of this park, a lot of the old school rides that have been here for a while are John Wardy rides and uh, got a lot of time for him, as uh, as you say, and uh, got a lot of time for a lot of rides at this park. Yeah, it's uh, it's been there a while. It's 2004 that it opened. Yeah. So has it always kind of felt sort of a little bit rough uh, or, or, or is that something that's got worse over time and maybe a sign that it might, not be long for this world i mean I, I thought it was good and i enjoyed it but yeah it, it it's not a smooth experience by any means i think it, a lot of these spinning rides are kind of like that mm. um and you have to sort of design that out of them like i think crushes coaster in uh disneyland paris uh or uh, Walt disney studios over there um, kind of has designed that out a little bit, which makes it smoother. Whereas this very much hasn't designed it out. It's almost designed into it, um, mm. which does make it a bit rough. So uh, I actually was found this a bit daunting when I was younger. So I don't, I couldn't tell you the difference between when it first opened in 2004 and now. Right. Fair enough. Well, that's very sweet. I can't imagine... Uh... I can't imagine you at any age being scared of a theme park ride, but it's uh, it's good to know that it, it, yeah. it happens to us all. There was a brief moment in there where I would I wouldn't go on any of the mountains at uh, Magic Kingdom, believe it or not. There Unbelievable! Was one, one year, I don't think that even happened to me. I think I was always up for the mountains. I know. I, was I, had, to rip- look, I had to take a cold shower and and look at myself for a long time in the mirror to. Uh, mm. Yeah, and as I, you damn well should. Here in my ways. Yeah, yeah. Well, after that, we headed into Wild Asia, which I think you said used to be a Beano land. So quite the yes. transition. Uh, yeah, not really a, not really a natural change, I guess. But there are a few no. rides in here. We only did one of them, which was Cobra, uh, yes. which is I don't really know what kind of ride this is uh it, it you you're basically on what looks like a big turntable which goes back and forth along a straight piece of track and spin at the same time and you're sitting you're like straddling in like a motorbike like position on seats around the edge of the of the disc yes. if you like and you're facing outward so, this is a it's a Zamperla Mega Disco Coaster. A disco coaster. That is a great name for a type of coaster. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we literally went on a disco coaster in Europa Park, but that in in terms of the fact that it was a roller coaster with Russian disco music playing. Uh, that is true. Yeah. What a, uh, what a yeah. This was, all, was this was all right. They had one of these at Legoland, which we did a trip report on earlier in the year. That one was like horsey themed and. Uh, <laughs> A little bit less extreme than this one. Not that this one was extreme, but this one did have a bit more zip to it. The track was a bit longer. It had kind of a hump in the middle, and I think you spun a little bit faster as well. But it was all right. And didn't you go on this after a milkshake? Did, did the milkshake come up at all? Uh, I went on it uh, before a milkshake. Oh, it was before the milkshake. Fair enough. Yeah, you got a milkshake in Wild Asia as well. This was not themed though, right? This was just bog standard. Uh, this is just cart door. Can't do right. Fair enough. Well, we don't not a sponsor, to, not a sponsor, and not a not a Chessington uh, bespoke Chessington product. No, it, so. it, it was not, it was 
better than the cupcake though i will say that fair enough fair enough uh, also there was also a swinger ride in here you know your bog standard swinger ride i think it's called monkey yep. swinger you don't trust those josh so we didn't do that no uh, uh, that, the- that was here during the beano era so oh, everything was, was here other than cobra actually oh interesting fine well what else was in here i mean there were lots of shops and stuff but they were all shut was uh, there any other rides in here? I did. oh the bumper cars right okay I know like very... a, a soft play area as well very beano very beano fair enough yeah. okay well, um... i remember the, the soft play area you has got those guns where you fire the plastic balls that just like the ball pit you could fire those at other people Oh wow, that Very sounds you know that. That sounds potentially painful, depending on how yeah sort of fast they were fired at you. I'm not sure I agree with that. I, mean, I think it fits the Dennis the Menace Beano vibe, though. Same with yeah. bumper cars. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Not so much uh, Wild Asia. Depends how annoying the kids are, I guess, as well. Oh yeah. Uh, we then head round to Land of the Tiger. As I said earlier, disappointing that Tiger Rock, which is the log flume here was closed that was one of the only rides i think maybe the only ride that i actually had any memory of whatsoever from my childhood visit to chessington so i was disappointed that that was shut uh, so we won't speak to that but we did see some real tigers uh, got got a good view actually of two tigers and they got a bit leery as well didn't they one of them seemed to fancy a, a sort of attack of the other one and scared a kid yes. which is always fun caught that on film yep. so uh, lol <laughs> And that is in the vlog, so go and watch that. Got some, got some great shots of them uh, tigers. They come, they come right up close to you, which is cool. Yeah, it's quite well set out. I mean, I don't know if, uh, well, if, look, disclaimer. Obviously, some people don't think tigers should be in zoos. Full stop. That's I totally that's fair and reasonable. But you know, for a zoo, let's say, I don't know. I can't necessarily speak to how nice an enclosure this is for the tigers it's hard to get a sense of quite how big it is for selfishly from a guest perspective though <laughs> it has been designed in a way that allows you to get some pretty good views of the tigers so i'd imagine if you have kids um you want to get some nice pictures this is a pretty good spot to see some some tigers it's quite thoughtfully designed from a guest perspective it did remind me a little bit of jungala at bush gardens right yeah uh, it's it's quite similarly set up. Uh, we then head into the Forbidden Kingdom. And we did a few rides in here, and I was, I was quite pleasantly surprised by by all of them, actually. So we did Tomb Blaster, which I yep. think I described as sort of a mix of Revenge of the Mummy and, I guess, Men in Black Alien Attack. It's a shoot 'em yeah. up ride with a, with a surprising amount of, like, animatronics and some pretty yep. good, pretty detailed physical sets and props and whatnot you're primarily shooting scarabs but there is quite a lot going on besides that uh their little sort of golden eye style hand guns which are you know pretty loosely attached to the car so you can free aim pretty well but yeah what's interesting is that you, you're kind of in a roller coaster car really i mean you're not going anywhere close to roller coaster speed you are very much going through at like ghost train speed i guess but it's not like um it's not a trackless ride or you know you're not in a little buggy like a like a like a toy story mania or men in black or whatever it is yeah more of a kind of coaster train so and i'll beat you josh i'll beat you you did uh you know there is we finally found a shooter that you're good at tom 
and it's good to see. I think I, I think you might have beaten me on subsequent rides, but there was definitely one go on Spider Man in Disneyland Paris last year that I that I won hundred uh, percent. Might have done on your side, Tom, but uh, Paul and I were beat your team every time. I'm not mm, not convinced. I mean, look. We we were Paul and I. We were on the lead. We was on the top lead. We was on the yeah, leaderboard. Mm, you you sure. never made the leaderboard. That's were, all were there, I'm saying. Were, were there leaderboards on this one? I can't remember. At the end of the ride, there was da- yes. Mm-hmm. There was yeah. a leaderboard for the car, like for the train. So you, it would compare you to the other right. people on the train. Yeah, I see. I see. The other ride we did in the Forbidden Kingdom was Croc Drop, little little drop tower, a bit bigger than the one in World of Jumanji, but. Not not particularly big at all, but it's, it's all right. You get a good view actually from up there. You can actually see uh, a sort of London skyline off in the distance. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, lovely yeah. view. And the guy, the ride attendant, was well into it. Yeah, he was having a good time, wasn't he? He was having a good time. Yeah. Love to see it. Eighty-four feet uh, is the height on this one uh, of, of the tower. That's not the requirement to get on the ride. Uh, <laughs> it's reasonable. It opened in 2021, so pretty new. Was there something here pretty before? New. Did it replace something? Was, was... Yes. So this replaced uh, uh, one of these one of those spinning rides uh, like we did at uh, Fantasia Land in Mexico. Ah, right. Yes. Th- there is also some fantastic trivia associated with Croc Drop uh, in 2020. So this is when the ride was still in development. Uh, its name was opposed by the footwear brand Crocs, <laughs> and uh, their opposition to it was not upheld by the UK Intellectual Property Office. So the ride could keep its name, but that's just ridiculous, right? I, it would not at all have crossed my mind that that this ride was in any way associated with the Croc shoes. <laughs> I know, right? It's literally because it's themed to a crocodile. Yeah. True um, insanity. I should say that, so the the Chesterton ride that I'm thinking of was called Ramesses Revenge, and it's a top spin, but the uh, it had a, there was an identical version of it at Alton Towers called Ripsaw. I see. Uh, there was, you know, there's a, some other stuff going on in here. We did briefly have a... a, a nosy around the uh, kind of main restaurant quick service restaurant in the Forbidden Kingdom was sort of yeah it was called Drop and Chicken gave it some lip service we thought maybe it might be a lunch option but it didn't seem like their vegan burgers were available on the day so we had to move, we had to move on uh, and then, and then yep. probably the low light of the day actually Josh was when we popped into Mexicana which is home to two roller coasters and uh some other bits and bobs as well chiefly I think a taco restaurant they were all shut yeah. what was going on Why, all of Mexicana was basically not that not yeah. not operating so I don't think the two rides were open when we went last year either oh interesting um, that's weird yeah so that being um, Rattlesnake and uh, I'm not sure what the other Scorpion one is actually Scorpion Express Scorpion Express, there you go. Um, yeah, I don't remember those being running when we went. Uh, I don't know whether the taco place was open. We didn't enter Mexico because we saw from the top of Croc Drop that those rides weren't running, so we just didn't bother going into Mexico. Uh, Mexicana, right. sorry. Um, so I couldn't tell you whether the 
uh, burrito place was open. It did look like it was a operating restaurant, though. It just wasn't open when we were there. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Rattlesnake is a wild mouse coaster. It dates back to 1998. I mean, wild mouse coasters can be a bit rough anyway. Yeah, they knew. Uh, you know, uh, a, a twenty more than twenty-five year old wild mouse coaster. I don't know. I, I don't know if anyone uh, should really be going on one of those anyway. So maybe it's for the best <laughs> that it's shut. Scorpion Express uh, apparently has been closed since an incident in July twenty twenty-two. Now I'm I'm going by the Wikipedia page here, which um, maybe I should do a bit of further further research, but. Yeah, I mean, if if the Wild Mouse Coaster is that old and therefore probably a, a rough experience and Scorpion Express has been closed for that long, then, well, uh, Mexicana doesn't seem like a particularly worthwhile visit at the moment if you're, uh, if, if you're in Chessington. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. The, there's there's not a lot of detail here at all. I'm on Chessington Buzz now, which is a like a blog dedicated to Chessington, and apparently there were some reports that there might have been a fire uh, on oh, the right. Yeah, um, but that hasn't ever been confirmed. So yeah, but the it ride looks is like still shut. Uh, it's one of these powered pa- powered runaway trains uh, from Mac. Yeah, and another old ride too. I mean, even older than than Rattlesnake. So. Maybe this is yeah, is also not long for this world, uh, and, and maybe both to, for them to do something new here. I don't know what they do. Um, they're currently investing in both Thought Park and Alton Towers as it stands. Obviously, they just finished Jumanji, so I think mm. I think it will be a while before we see this turn into something new. If they do do that, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, other lands that we we hit up and actually had stuff to do in them. Uh, so there's the, the wild woods. So there's some good stuff in here. That's where the Gruffalo ride was, uh, which yep. was a bit of a nostalgia trip for you, Josh, because it was it had been rethemed since you last did it. I mean, it was basically the same ride layout, right? It's just a yep. sort of quaint little boat ride. I mean, you're sitting in what feels like a barrel. I mean, you could make a pretty good Hobbit ride out of this, actually. But oh yeah. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's it's a very slow-moving, family-friendly, dark ride. Uh, there is a quote-unquote drop, but it's like a, a tiny version of the kind of drop you have on Pirates of the Caribbean, for example. And the theming's good. Like, there's some there's some nice animatronics and you know, a, a few screen bits too. But it's mostly the animatronics that stand out on on this Gruffalo ride. I, I, I thought it was well done and and will definitely appeal to to the kiddies i think yes uh and if you don't know if you you're know, like chessington gruffalo ride what's that uh it's what was professor burp's bubble works uh a ride that john wardley reflected on as being his proudest moment at chessington he's a, he has a history in animatronics that's where he first uh got found by two swords group ah. uh yes so it's yeah doing kind of interesting things with dark rides was kind of his bag at the beginning for cheap uh so yeah it's i think it's why he he likes it so much Mm. yeah the other ride we did in wildwoods was vampire uh this is a suspended swinging roller coaster Uh, this again is pretty old this opened in 1990 
but I thought wasn't too rough. Uh, it, it's it's not super comfortable, but I, I'd say I've been on worse. And <laughs> the sense of speed is good. Like it it gets you pretty close to the ground, you know, despite being a kind of suspended, as I say, swinging coaster, which you'd associate with having you pretty high up in the air. Um, this thing, it almost felt like you know, if Peter Crouch went on this, or you know, an NBA basketball player. Their feet might be dragging along the ground like Indiana Jones trying to <laughs> climb on top of a Nazi tank. You know what I mean? You got to go on the front, yeah. Josh, as well on this one. I did, yeah. Very lucky. Um, it turns out that the the car that we were trying to get in, one of the seats was busted and there just seemed to be an opening on uh, the front row. So there we go. I'm in. Yeah. Much like not, um, uh, Mandrill Mayhem. Uh, it's 45 miles per hour, but I would say feels faster than that. And yes, it's also another John Wardley joint. This guy's prolific. Yeah, I mean he is he is the guy. He is uh, the guy for all former Two Swords now Merlin Parks. Uh, this went through a refit back in 2001. So, ah. re- like you know, what's that? 22 years old, rather than the. 33 years old because it used to be an enclosed ride so you sat in like a little bat huh um and then uh, they changed it to these open floorless cars instead or training instead um back in 2001 so i only have i've only really known it this way but my parents and my brothers talk about how it used to be this bat like uh attraction The, the queue was pretty good as well i thought you know, in terms of theming, it was probably, so far as the queue, uh, well, it might have actually been the best in the park. I, mean, I think Mandrill Mayhem, the closer you get to kind of the, well, I mean, Mandrill Mayhem's actual queue area is quite short, but as we said earlier, it relies mostly on virtual queuing, so it almost feels a little bit yeah. unfair. But Vampire's queue, you know, the, the, there wasn't a queue, so it, it really it was just like a reasonably long walk for us, but it was actually quite well themed both inside and out, like, there's some pretty creepy sound design. I can imagine if you went on it a bit later in the day as the sun's starting to go down that, yeah, it could um, it'd probably give some younger kids the willies. And then you get inside, there's like a creepy, <laughs> like, headless zombie man playing the playing an organ. Um, yep. Yeah. His name it's, is Marcel. <laughs> is it actually? Uh, apparently so, yeah. All right. Um, Weird. Yeah, Backstory, I, think, I guess. Know, if you think of when this ride was first put together back in 1990... Um, it's 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 incredibly well themed for a UK park, especially of that time. Mm. Um, and I think you know they've done a decent job of uh, keeping it up to at least that standard. And because of how attractions in the UK don't really do themed queues, it still holds up. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought it was really good fun, uh, despite as I say being like a little bit rough. Uh, but you'd expect yeah. that given its age. Uh, we didn't do anything in Shipwreck Coast, which is nearby. That was just kind of a pass-through for us. But there is a swinging ship ride in there. Yeah, uh, fish and chip shop that uh, was shut as well. Fish and chip shop, yeah, which, you know, if it's the same supplier as the fish and chips at Legoland, it's probably going to be some pretty good fish and chips. They were pretty good probably. over there. Yeah. Uh, well, there's also Adventure Point. Uh, which is where we stopped for our kind of main meal of the day. It's kind of a medieval themed area, but 
the food doesn't uh, does not apply uh, to yeah, that at all. I guess all. they're going for a sort of generic adventure vibe these days, but it's still definitely medieval themed. Yeah, yeah. There's like a there's a merry-go-round in here, or carousel, I should say, as well, and a few places to eat. We we went in the smokehouse barbecue and bar. Uh, I had a veggie burger and some barbecue beans. You had a jalapeno hot dog and chips. Yeah. I thought the f- thought they were both all right. Well, I mean, yeah, you, you seem to think yours was all right. Mine was all right. You know, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, I'd be quite happy to eat that again. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's more interesting than just having a Burger King like we had when we went to Thorpe Park. That's for sure. That is true. Yes. 100%. We also, I'd kind of forgotten about this, I have to say, we did Room on the Broom. (laughs) Yeah. Which I think is a children's picture book. And they've turned it into a walkthrough attraction. I mean, I liked it from the outside. You know, you feel like you're going off into a little sort of like a country house out in the British countryside. Uh, but it, you know, it, very much not for us. I, I don't know why we did this, Josh. I, I I didn't really know what it was. Did you? Had you done it before? No, I've never done it before. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know what it was. Uh, I was like, oh, we're, we're here. Uh, let's let's go for it. Uh, and I think it was. I thought it was really well done. Yes. For what it yes. was. Uh, but just not for us. It was definitely for little kids. Um, and it's kind of it tells a story and it's interactive. They get to you know put their hands into holes um, and <laughs> press buttons and stamp their feet and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Everything a kid could want, put their hands in holes, stamp their feet. It sounds like a good day out. Press buttons, yeah. Press buttons. What could you want? Uh, good question. I can't think of anything, to be honest. Exactly. But yeah, I, I, I think it kind of falls into the category of, um, yeah, better than it has any right to be. I'm, I'm reminded of like, the Aladdin walkthrough at Disneyland Paris and how rubbish that is and kind of how low effort it is. And you compare it to this and it's, you know, it's chalk and cheese. They've, as you rightly say, they've done a, I think a bang up job with this. I think little kids um, will will, will really enjoy it. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I admired it, but uh, as as we say, not, not really for us. Um, yeah, I was, I was almost expecting uh, kind of like in uh, in Efteling, with right? The, yeah, I can't remember. yeah, because um, there's a little bit at the beginning where the sort of started making potions and the bookcase opens up. I was like, oh, this is really cool. This is kind of like Efteling, and it's like, oh, this is but the this uh, is just a Symbolica. You mean the Symbolica, the, the start yes. of the queue for Symbolica? Yes, yes, the vibes yeah. are, are quite similar. And then it turns out that it's just uh, a walkthrough attraction where grown adults by themselves feel really awkward. Yes, for sure. Uh, I definitely felt like I was being looked at rather suspiciously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The only other ride we did, or attraction, I guess, was Zufari, uh, which I guess is the closest thing you get here to uh, your Kilimanjaro Safari. Uh, I I thought it was slightly more akin to Rhino Rally just in terms of you know they have a bit more fun with oh something's gone wrong with the tour you end up in a cave at one point where all the lights go out and 
they try and do some snazzy lighting it just kind of ends up feeling like you're in a you're in another disco actually which is which is slightly odd uh, but <laughs> yeah I, you know I, I thought this was fine I, I think as you kind of said to me before if you go in with your expectations in check I think you'll have a good time with this because yeah it's not of course of the size and scale of a Kilimanjaro safari but I, a bit like the Tiger exhibit actually um, it it does mean because it's not as big you you frankly just have more chance of seeing animals and I think the highlights were the giraffes uh, for yeah. sure um, got a decent view of some rhino as well uh, but yeah the giraffes were the star of the show I mean I love giraffes they're maybe my favourite animal I, I just love watching them and you, you get a good view of them on, on Zufari uh, yeah it's nice and bumpy it's fun I think it's a fun way to see some animals in the park that isn't just you know uh, kind of in a more classic zoo format so I, I think it's worth yeah. doing but is, is, is the kids it, will really enjoy it is it something that builds up pretty big queues when the park is busy yeah the queue was a lot longer than when we were there there's also uh, it wasn't working when we were there but there is a photo element where they take mm. a photo it's one of these green screen photos that they take before you get on the ride mm. so that holds the queue back a little bit more as well because um, the you know your group has to get together then they take the photo then they give you the card with the number on it and blah de, blah de, blah yeah so. yeah I mean a, a, a near to where Zufari is there's quite a nice um, kind of walk you can go on as well um, where there are some good opportunities to see some other animal um, there are more giraffes and more rhinos but there's also zebra meerkat uh, trying to think of what else we saw uh, goats goats yes uh, there were goats uh, dick dicks uh, in terms of the other animals um, as we kind of said we kind of came in through the lodge entrance and not far from there is the uh, was it the valley of the kings I think they called it yeah. that's where you can see the yeah. lions but there's some other animals in there as well. Uh, there's a red fox. Uh, they put all of the lions together, both the land lions and the sea lions. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And the gorillas. It's a very eclectic mix. Uh, yeah. I don't know what constitutes a king at Chessington, but, uh, you know, the bar seems perhaps a little bit low. I mean, I could look. We've got foxes at home, Josh. See them all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, From a guest perspective, these animal exhibits are quite well designed. It's it's hard to miss them, whether that perhaps means that the exhibits are not as big as maybe they could or should be. I, I don't know. It wouldn't really be fair to pass judgment here on this podcast. But uh, yeah, selfishly. Some, um, some of them are maybe a bit old now. Get some good pictures. Yeah, maybe. I thought the sea lions in particular, I thought that, that exhibit looked a little bit decaying, frankly, and decrepit. I think that that, that, that could do with some love. Um, and then, was it penguins as well? I, I thought maybe looked a little bit. Uh, yeah, little bit there were some penguins. And, and, or were they, or was there, it that with the otters? I can't remember now. There's some areas where you kind of go, oh, they, they've had these attractions for a while. Yeah. Maybe they're, you know, seeing the animals out until they finally pass and then it will be sort of shut for, uh, you know, and, and replaced with something else down the line. Quite possibly. Quite possibly. There's also a sea life aquarium here, isn't there? Which you have to pay yes. extra to go, to go into. I so, yeah. And yeah. This is, there's one here, there's one at Alton Towers as well. 
and you, they put them you in bought the a t-shirt box. Josh on the way out how's that have you worn that anywhere yet you've been anywhere nice been on been on any dates uh no i've sat on my sofa in it okay yeah uh i've laid on my bed in it great i've sat at this very computer in it need to get a park crush t-shirt made i should have done that before florida i didn't do it i don't have it i don't have one um, let myself down let the podcast down let everyone down i'm sorry yeah yeah unbelievable mm. But I did have a good time at Chessington. It would have been nice if more of the rides had been open. Uh, yeah. I, I think I would have, despite what I said, I probably would have done those Mexico roller coasters even if they had maybe done the back in. Uh, I mean, I didn't know at the time everything I know now about how old they are and, and stuff. Uh, if they'd been open, we obviously would have done them. But yeah, it sounds like as well, if you are not, tied to school holidays then it's worth avoiding them i think the trade-off is worth it i.e you know the park loses perhaps some of its atmosphere and its energy and some stuff might be shut but it sounds like yeah that trade-off in terms of not having to queue uh, for rides uh, is worth it so yeah for sure is this a park you'd be you'd be happy to go back to josh and and i guess just if if we've kind of touched on it throughout this in terms of you know rides that might not be long for this world stuff that might be on its last legs but you know the next five years of chessington say anything sort of you would if you were in charge you would perhaps want want to see done there like a specific part of the park that could do with some love or a specific type of ride that you think it could do with just to maybe add some more variety or, or you know just bolster the lineup in some way yeah th- th- there's probably three things i would probably do um i think the trail of the king's area needs reworking or replacing so, uh, or just redefining like I'm sorry redefining, I sure. like foxes just, just fine but you, you can't lump them in with lions and call them kings uh, they're the kings of uh, the nighttime streets <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> uh, I think yeah I think that area Mexica, Mexicana replace both those rides maybe replace the whole area with something new uh, I don't know what that would be um and also, I think one of the things I'd like to do is extend the Zufari to go through the area with the zebra and stuff. So a um, bit more interaction with uh, the observation platform that you get to go on uh, uh, if you walk that way um, and you just see a bit more animals on the trip as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that all sounds good. Yeah, I had a very I had a very good time and I, and I will once more plug the vlog uh, which doesn't document absolutely everything that we did but i think gives a, a fairly good overview sit on the sofa get yourself some popcorn or something and uh watch the vlog for for 25 minutes lovely lovely time lovely it's time. a cracking vlog it's it well really worth is watch. it really is it really is but that's going to do it for our 2023 chessington trip report we will be back next week I must admit, I don't know what it'll be. It, I, it might be down to Josh to, to put something together. So yeah. I will be an avid listener like the rest of you. Stay safe and take it easy out there in the meantime, everyone. Goodbye. See ya. Bye.